So thank you so much for being here with us, Fatima. I am so excited to talk to you. I got to attend a class where you were speaking and kind of completely changed exactly how we're working in our business. Um, And so I know you speak to a lot of people, um, but this idea of authentic strengths has just, like I said, changed the way that we're looking um, at ourselves and how we're using each one of our employees. So I think that this is something that's going to be really helpful for um, students at our beauty school or beauty schools across the country to, as they're jumping into their maybe first real career, um, or even if this is a career change, you know, realizing what your strengths are um, to be the most successful that you can be is really important. So tell us about authentic strengths and what this whole idea is. Of course, and it's a pleasure to be here, Bobby. And so about authentic strengths, there are now over 500 global research studies that show that when people use their character strengths and they can use them in, at work and their personal lives, at, just in general, that their engagement goes up, their energy levels go up, they report higher life satisfaction, and they report um, more um, relationship satisfaction as well, that they get along better with others. So there, there are myriad benefits that come from accessing your character strengths. First of all, discovering them and understanding what your top five are so that you can leverage them going forward. And then also learning how to use them optimally, which is a lot of what I spoke about at the keynote at the Cosmetology Schools conference. And um, I think that's what people really resonated with, where it was the evidence-based tools that helped them to really first discover their character strengths and then understand how to use them in their work life and also in their personal life. Yeah. So how did this all start? How did you get started in studying this? Is this something that you've always been interested in or how did it happen that you ended up writing this book um, and are now, you know, doing everything that you're doing with this? One of the things that really led me to write the book Authentic Strengths, and I've also written a book that's called Authentic Strengths for Kids, True You, Authentic Strengths for Kids. And one of the things is my own childhood experience coming to this country as a refugee, you know, fleeing a war. I was very small, but I remember all the stress in my home. And I remember my parents working very long hours. And my mom would come home just exhausted from manual labor jobs. And she would say, you know, things like, I commiseria, which means, oh, what misery. And I remember thinking, I wish that we could you know, deal with all these stresses as a family and, you know, just just find a way to deal better with them because I could tell that my my parents were being stretched to their limits. And so that made me very interested in studying psychology and how human beings um, perceive their environment and the world. And I worked for 20 years with Franklin Covey, teaching the seven habits of highly effective people. And then... The, I was introduced to the, the exciting new science of positive psychology. And as I mentioned, over 500 global research studies have shown that people, not only are they more engaged and 
more energetic and, uh, you know, have healthier relationships and reach their goals faster, um, all of those things, but they're also more resilient. And uh, so I wanted to share this with the average reader, and and that's why I, I've written these two books, and I'm finishing a third book, Authentic Resilience, awesome. which is written even more, it's written even more to the average person with just very commonplace, everyday examples of how to access your character strengths and how to use them to be more resilient, because truly everyone faces you know, challenges and crises in their lives. Um, They're just different, but everyone has hard things. And so we all need to learn tools to build our resilience. And especially when we want to thrive, you know, for example, all of your new students um, that go through your programs, you know, they're looking for ways to thrive in their, in what they learn and in building their own businesses and being successful at what they do when they get out. And they want to thrive personally and professionally. Everybody does. And I really believe that the science of positive psychology is a key to thriving personally and professionally. And the foundation of the science of positive psychology is the 24 character strengths. And they can discover those for free. They can take a free inventory and, you know, on our website, AuthenticStrengths.com, and that's strengths plural, they can... Take that inventory for free. It only takes like 10 minutes, and they can discover their own character strengths profile, which is really helpful. Well, I love that, and I think that everything that you said is so important, especially for somebody that is um, a new student or starting their career. I think the younger, and I have to tell you, I did, um, I purchased your books when I, when we met, um, and I read your um, book to my children, um, and I just loved it. I think that if we can start doing this like at a younger age, um, because I think that this isn't something that has been a huge focus until um, recently, um, I think that even seeing in the students that are, you know, coming in um, there is sometimes a low self-confidence or self-worth and we need to start building, um, you know, them up to seeing what they're good at as soon as we can, you know, ideally they would come to us already knowing that, but that's not always the case. So I think that we definitely have a, a responsibility towards that. And when you were talking, I was thinking about how, um, you know, I think that some of the students' parents or even like older, um, you know, you were mentioning your parents and working so hard. I don't know that it was always like that your job should be fun but I or make you happy or bring you happiness like whatsoever I think that it was just like you know we are working to make money we're making or we're working to survive and I think that that's one thing that is changing you can definitely see that shift where people are wanting to do something that's going to make them happy so everything that this book offers um, and that quiz that you can take on the website I mean that's going to help you to know what your strengths are to see where you can thrive so I know that you probably have a bunch of people that um you know, can attest to all of this. So um, what kind of changes have you seen in people that, you know, kind of have either implemented this into their life or into their, um, into their work life? Oh, I've seen so many changes over the years. I really have. And as a matter of fact, I, I, I believe I mentioned earlier that, um, you know, I'm a graduate from the Columbia University coaching program, and I went through that um, many years ago. And so I'm really interested in, what makes people thrive and what helps them accomplish their goals. That's, that's really the basic focus of coaching. And 
what I have seen when I use character strengths with the people that I coach, their their goal attainability goes up dramatically. And I'd love to see studies on this specific to coaching someday. And there have been um, some, you know, periphery studies around this, but I, I'd love to see even more because when people understand their character strengths. So your character strengths are what matter the most to you. They're kind of your core, your essence. So character strengths are things like leadership, teamwork, gratitude, hope, perseverance, um, spirituality. Um, And when we talk about spirituality, what we mean is anything that gives you meaning and purpose. You know, love, forgiveness, humility, prudence, uh, hope, humor, you know, creativity, curiosity, there are 24 of them. And scientists went all over the world and they studied many, many cultures. As a matter of fact, over 8 million people now have taken the strength inventory in every country on the planet. So I think that that speaks for itself. It's really resonating broadly with people around the world. And these are so core to human beings. These character strengths are, you know, synonymous with their value system, you know, like honesty is one of the character strengths. So uh, what people really value in life, um, those things tend to give them energy when they can use them. So my top strengths are gratitude, social intelligence, and teamwork. Those are three of my top strengths. When I can work in teams with other people, I thrive. I get so much energy. Some people prefer to work alone. So it kind of helps you to understand what gives you energy. And, you know, some people might be drained working in teams all the time. So it helps you to kind of understand what it is that gives you that momentum in life and that really feeds your spirit. Uh, when I've had to work all alone for for long periods of time, you know, weeks on end, months on end, writing my books, that was difficult for me because it took me out of my zone of what I really enjoy doing, which is interacting with other human beings, whereas other people thrive, as I said, you know, when they work alone. So it gives you an insight into what really energizes you. It gives you an insight into your value system. And then it also helps you to understand, you know, when you read these books, um, it helps you to understand how to leverage your character strengths in a way that helps you to accomplish your goals. So that's what I do with people that I coach. The first thing we do is we have them take their inventory. You can take it on AuthenticStrength.com and that's strengths, plural. And just go on there. There's a button that says Take Free Survey, and it'll give you a free two-page report. It only takes about 10 minutes to take it. And once you receive that information about yourself, you'll see, okay, these are my top five strengths. Oh, yeah, I recognize that. <laughs> I, now have lang- I now have language for that. We've always known these things about ourselves. And people may have said to us, oh, you're you're very creative. That's not a surprise. Now that I have language for that, how can I use those more often? Because that's the key is to find ways to infuse those in your work, into your relationships, into your personal life, just all the areas of your life. 
how can you infuse more energy and motivation into those areas? One of the ways is to use your character strength. And I think that's great. And I think that it's just nothing I ever thought about until we listened to you. You know, it's just not, it wasn't in the front of our minds, but I think it 100% needs to be. Um, you talked about something that we have said probably like 100 times um, <laughs> since just over the last month um, since we, we saw you speak. And you did, um, you talked a lot about, um, you know, setting goals and, um, you know, attitude and all of that stuff. So I want to talk about that. And one of the things that you had said was this idea of, um, you know, you go where you look. And I think that that was really incredible. And I think that it's something that our students specifically or, you know, that generation can really, really like benefit from. I mean, I have changed, like I said, I've said it so many times and I've changed the way that I think about things because I see that, you know, what is, what are you focusing on? You know, what, what is it that has your attention right now? And is that what needs to have your attention? So will you talk a little bit about that and why that idea is so important? Of course, and I write about it in my book, Authentic Strength, too. So um, I, I think it's a powerful concept. You know, I just remember hearing um, Noelle Pikes Pace. She won the silver medal in the Olympics, um, in the Winter Olympics. And she, when she was interviewed, she was asked, you know, and, and it was for the um, – for the skeleton, I believe, and, and she, you know, she's careening down the track, you know, about 80 miles an hour head first, and it's not for the faint of heart. And she was asked, you know, how do you, you know, just stay on the track so efficiently and move so efficiently? And she said, you go where you look. If you even divert your gaze, you know, a fraction, that'll change the trajectory of where you're going. And I, I heard that and I thought that's so true in life. We literally go where we look, you know. So do we want to focus on our weaknesses? Well, guess what? The more you focus on your weaknesses, the research is showing, you know, eventually you'll, you'll correct some of that and you'll have some success by that heightened awareness on your weaknesses, but you won't have as much success as if you focus on your strengths. The research is showing that focusing on strength is much more motivating and much more energizing. So, you know, you can choose to just always be correcting what you perceive as wrong with yourself, or instead you could look at what you perceive as strong in yourself and build upon that. And that's what I've been using with my coaching clients that I have, I have found to make all the difference in the world. It's a completely different trajectory. It's a completely different conversation. Because just think how deflating, always fixing, trying to fix yourself can feel. When instead, what if you just build upon what's already strong and, you, and learn how to use those strong suits more often and even more effectively. So one of the things I taught when I was doing the keynote for, for your association was optimal use of your strength. Because, you know, we can 
if there if we have some top strengths, we may tend to use them all the time and even when it's not appropriate. So we teach also to use them in appropriate settings and targeted for certain situations. And you learn a lot about that in the book and that I think is important because you can overuse even a good thing. <laughs> and so you probably heard the proverb, he who is good with a hammer comes to think everything is a nail. So you know, when are we use, overusing maybe some of our top strengths? Um, so there are, you know, lots of examples we see in life. You know, maybe someone who's um, really good at, um, uh, you know, humor may sometimes tell jokes when it's not appropriate. They just pull out humor all the time. Um, so being able to read the situation and understand when it's, appropriate to use the top strength and when it's not. And then also it's really under, uh, important to understand underuse. So some people, you know, maybe their their work or their personal demands or maybe they're raising a young family and they're just overwhelmed and tired. Um, they may just stop using some of their top strengths because they just don't have the time to think about feeding their spirit that way. And that's when you need it the most. It's, you know, that analogy, put on the um, the face mask, the oxygen mask in the airplane on yourself first before helping others because you're really no help to others if you're struggling yourself. So I think that it's really important for people to understand the things that feed their spirit and among them is using their top character strength and then then they're more in a position to contribute to others. So sometimes we wither when we stop using some top strengths just because we were overworked or tired or um, overwhelmed. And then sometimes we can offend others by overusing top strengths when we use them inappropriately. So it's important to understand optimal use of our strengths, and that's... Um, that's one of the tools that we share. We share a lot of tools in our trainings. We do trainings in schools and universities and um, corporations. And there's a lot to understand about your strength because, as I said earlier, there are over 500 global research studies. So in the process, we have learned a lot about how to use them optimally and to target them for specific needs. Yeah. And I think that for, I keep going back to this being about, you know, the students or that age. And I just think it's really important for like, I wish that I would have had this resource coming into my career. You know, I think it can help you. Um, it can save you some time. It can save you some sometimes tough lessons. So I think it's really important to know before you go um, into this new career, what your strengths are and how you can use that best to, to reach your goals. And then on the other side of this, I want to kind of switch gears and talk about um, anyone that is in management or a salon owner or anybody that is managing employees. So understanding their strengths as well um, and making sure that you don't have somebody in a position that you, you know, maybe there's somebody in a position that you're constantly having to, you know, talk with or I hate to say correct in like a negative way, but, you know, to correct or, you know, you're having problems with if only we knew their strengths as well, which is why I think that quiz is so valuable. And if you're able to go take it and have, you know, the stylist and the salons take it also, 
um, to really know what where you can utilize them in the best way possible. So talk to us a little bit about the strengths on that end. Absolutely. So there's another section in my book about feed forward, and I spoke about this during the keynote as well. So people are used to getting feedback, and feedback can be, you know, one of those experiences where you know you're, if you know you're going to have a feedback meeting, you may just dread it, like, right. oh, here we go, you know. They're going to focus, you know, we're, we've, we tend to believe that a feedback meeting is about focusing on weaknesses and correcting weaknesses. And again, that's very demotivating. So an example of this, I remember coaching a woman who was the number one salesperson for a very large firm. I mean, she brought in so much business to this firm and she goes into her annual review and it's all about feedback, what she could do better. Guess what? She walked out of that meeting thinking, I've got to spruce up my resume. I've got to start looking for a new job. This company would have been absolutely horrified to know that that's how she felt after her annual review, the top sales performer in her company. So I, you know, in talking to her, I said, you know, that's, that's more of like a, a management issue. The, your manager just didn't understand how to motivate you. Mm-hmm. And, and you, this is an opportunity for maybe you to bring forth your strengths and help your manager to see that um, that's what motivates you most. And that's called feed forward. So if a manager um, or a parent or anyone who's leading someone else, a teacher, an instructor, wants to get more great performance out of that person, the most effective way is to use feed forward. So feed forward is telling them what you want more of instead of correcting their weaknesses. So it's saying it's it's highlighting the times, and very specifically, you need to be really specific, you know, the times where they performed in ways that just really um, with stellar. And how can you do more of that, you know? Like, we love it when you do this, this, and this. And how can we support you to continue to excel in that way and even even go beyond that? What can we do to support that kind of wonderful behavior that we've seen and that great work that we've seen in you? So I do understand that sometimes employees do need to correct some weaknesses, but that needs to be balanced with what they're doing well. Because anyone in most situations, is, even if they're underperforming, they're probably doing some things well, and then they have some some other things that could use some correcting or some changing. Well, the most motivating thing to do is say, hey, give us more of the good. And to limit the negative feedback as much as possible to only what is absolutely critical. And especially with high performers, if they're already performing really well, you need to really stay and feed forward and let them know how much you appreciate it and how you'd like even more of that. 
that's the motivating thing to do. I think that's such incredible advice. And I think that it's something that we just all need to be more conscious of. I think it's easy to, um, to kind of point out, you know, Hey, you're doing this wrong or that. I, I just feel like sometimes work environments can, can be open to that. And that can be the, the, the way those are the talks that you get. There's not a lot of praise. It's just negative feedback. So yeah, I think that that idea is really incredible. And I think that especially in this industry, you know, there's a lot of big personalities, um, and realizing, how to manage those personalities um, to the best of um, what's best for them and what's best for the employer. Um, really big things can happen if everyone's on the same page and everyone's in a more positive space. So I think that that's the goal. And that's what I really love about this idea is it's all about more positivity. Um, so I'm going to ask you just one more question. Um, I wanted to know what advice you can give to somebody that is, you know, maybe feeling a little bit down right now, somebody that needs some extra motivation to get through um, either beauty school or, you know, know, just something that they're trying to overcome, what can you, what advice can you give them and how can they use um, this resource that they have through authentic strengths to, to get to the next level and to get into a more positive space? That's a really good question. I've got a couple of tools in my book that come to mind right away, but I think for anyone who's feeling kind of down, I think these are absolute essentials. And one of them is to um, silence the inner critic and discover the inner coach. So I would say to anyone who's feeling maybe anxious, you know, anxiety and depression are really on the rise. And although although we don't really delve into mental health issues, um, we teach resilience. You know, my company, Authentic Strengths Advantage, that's what we focus on is teaching um, high performance and resilience and human flourishing. But it does have an impact on anxiety and depression um, to a certain extent when people learn to silence that inner critic and discover their inner coach. So everyone has automatic negative thoughts that are playing in their head. That's just part of the human experience. And as a matter of fact, Dr. Daniel Amen, who has written 11 New York Times bestsellers, you know, Change Your Brain, Change Your Body and all that sort of thing, he um, wrote the foreword to my new book that's going to be coming out, Authentic Resilience. And he talks a lot about automatic negative thoughts, and he kind of coined that term, and he calls them ANTS, A-N-T, for automatic negative thoughts. And he says, you know, they can get out of control. And it's true. So learning the skills to rein them in, learning how to amplify your inner coach, which talks to you through your character strengths, your inner coach is that that voice inside that says you can do it, but sometimes that voice gets really turned down when we're in an anxious state and all we can hear is the negative voice in our head. So there are some tools that I provide in my book, and the first one is to discover the inner coach and to give voice to it, and I give lots of um, models. I call them mindset checks, and I have people check their mindset regularly and read like two different perspectives. So, you know, there's your typical inner coach um, and language and your inner critic. So inner critic is usually weakness-focused, problem-oriented, fixed mindset, focused on blaming and judging, um, disregarding. Um, you know, they feel afraid of change. They look for offense. And the inner coach mindset is different. It's strength-focused solution-oriented, 
growth mindset. They're interested in learning and growing. Um, they're instead of disregarding others, they're they're more about respecting other perspectives. They're curious. They're open to change. They're creative in their thinking. So that's the difference. And then I also offer what I call the strong thought tool. And all of these are evidence-based. And what I've done is I've read all the research around, you know, building um, these attributes of, you know, focusing on your strengths more and being more resilient and so forth. And I've kind of condensed the research into something that's really easy to understand and easy to apply. So, for example, with the Strong Thoughts tool, I have people first just remember to observe. Observe when you're experiencing negative self-talk. And you might feel your heart beat up or you might feel, you know, your palms start to get sweaty or your breathing changes or you might have experienced foggy thinking. You know, when you get stressed, muscle tension, your neck might tighten up, um, all of these things that signal to you, hey, you're starting to feel stressed because you're having these negative thoughts and starting to, to really make you anxious. And then replace. So this is um, kind of, uh, I, I studied Dr. Amon's work a lot, and, and part of his work is involved here. So replace the negative thought quickly. So quickly say something that's objective to yourself. Because when we're stuck in negativity, we spiral down and we tend to only see the negativity. Mm-hmm. So saying something to yourself like, I'm learning from this experience. I can call forth some of my strengths to help me with this, this experience. You know, I can slow down, take some deep breaths, and think about this objectively as if I was an outsider just looking in and have more of an objective perspective. So that's replacing quickly and then affirming. So observe, replace, and then step three is affirm. So affirm an authentic view of yourself. Close your eyes, take some deep breaths, visualize yourself using your top strengths. And just think about how you feel when you use those top strengths because we know that those are the energizing strengths, the strengths that make you feel confident. So stop and go there and see yourself using one or two of your top strengths that are most you know, applicable to this situation, or maybe even drawing on a strength that may not be one of your top strengths that you need right now. So maybe hope isn't one of your top five, maybe number 15 out of 24 for you, And but you need it right now. And how can you be more hopeful? And that's another thing that's really helpful is that you can build any of your strengths, even if they're not your top strengths, You can build them at any time. So in the back of my book, I have strength-building activities. And for each strength, I give like four ideas on how you can build that strength. So if you're feeling just overwhelmed, depressed, anxious, you may want to work on building your strength of hope or your strength of perseverance um, or your strength of kindness and turn that kindness towards yourself, which is what's called self-compassion. Um, there's a whole science around self-compassion. So there are many things that you can do to use your strengths 
when you're feeling down as you had described it or when you're facing adversity. And that's really the core of this new book that I'll be releasing um, called Authentic Resilience. It's going to have a lot more of those tools in there. Well, I think it's really important. I mean, we definitely, you know, see it every day. And I think we go through things. Obviously, everyone does. Everyone goes through those hard moments where you need um, to kind of stop for a second and reevaluate where you're at and, and to turn it around. It's not, like you said, like it's easier to go into the negative space than it is to um, go into the positive space because your initial reaction is the negative. And hey, let's think about the worst thing that we can think about. You know, it's it's easier to go to that place. So I think it's really awesome that you've, that you've found this that you've been able to share this with us and we are really really excited to to hear about the next book to read the next book and maybe we can do a follow-up then um to kind of see maybe if some of our students have put this into practice or some experiences that we'll be able um to share through this podcast as well that sounds lovely yes and as a matter of fact we're releasing a micro learning this week it's 30 lessons and you can do them on your cell phone and each lesson is only like five minutes and it's a whole new concept from positive psychology or a tool that helps you apply it and really like things like how to um, turn up the volume on your inner coach and turn down the volume on your inner critic and they're interactive and quick and easy so um, there are things that you can do um, and that you can offer to your people um, that are really easy and also, um, you know, inexpensive. Um, so, you know, stay tuned. Take a look at our website. You'll be seeing in the coming uh, weeks uh, links where you can access these lessons, these micro-learning lessons uh, on our website that I think can really be helpful to people as well. Well, that's great. And yeah, just if you didn't catch it in the beginning, um, for all of our listeners, you're actually doing something really cool. And if they can um, go online, take the quiz, um, and they'll receive the free scientific customized two-page strength report. Um, so completely for free for our listeners. So definitely um, check it out. Um, and we'll stay tuned on what on what's coming next. So thank you so much for being with us today. And thank you to our sponsor, Tennessee School of Beauty. You can visit them at www.tennesseeschoolofbeauty.com and follow them at TN School of Beauty on Instagram and Facebook. Don't forget to follow me at beautyschoolbobby underscore podcast and visit our website www.beautyschoolbobby.com where you can listen to all of our episodes. Make sure you're rating, reviewing, and sharing. Thank you guys so much for listening and until next time, bye!